Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Are you an overwhelmed and stressed out introvertpreneur trying to market your business in an extroverted way? I have just the support you need to feel comfortable and confident in your business with my monthly membership called the Introvertpreneur Club. This monthly membership allows you to focus on your strengths as an introvert while digging into monthly challenge topics, getting private Facebook group support, monthly group coaching calls, and five modules of introvert-specific training. We go in-depth on the marketing methods that work best for you as a service provider, freelancer, or other service-based business, and so much more. You don't have to go this alone because you will get to grow right alongside other introvertpreneurs who feel just as overwhelmed as you and want support on their journey as a business owner. Ready to join a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, receive support and training tailored to you as an introvert? Come join us today in the Introvertpreneur Club using the link below or go to introvertpreneur.com to grab your spot. Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. Sandra Stanisha is a Pinterest manager and strategist. She runs Sandra S Media, which is a boutique marketing agency that helps bloggers and creative entrepreneurs scale their business through strategic Pinterest marketing and design. And I am so excited to talk to her today because she is a fellow introvert And we are both Pinterest managers, so I know this episode is going to be packed with some really awesome tips and advice for Pinterest because, as we know, it's my number one recommended platform for introverts. So welcome, Sandra. I'm so excited you are here. Hi, Tara. I'm also super excited to be on my first ever podcast. Yay, that is awesome. I love podcasts for introverts as well. It's so much fun. Once you get this first one out of the way, you'll want to be guesting on more and more podcasts, I assure you. So I'd love to first hear about your story and how you got started with Pinterest, who you kind of work with, and what you do as a Pinterest manager. Well, I got to say that I've been excited about Pinterest. I mean, I've been into Pinterest like since the beginning. I was obsessed with it. I spent way too many hours on it, like a regular pinner, uh, you know, saving uh, all the quotes, all the tattoo inspiration, everything that is actually popular on Pinterest. So this was like 10 years ago already. But as from business perspective, I actually got into Pinterest when I started travel blogging. 
And in 2018, me and my husband went on a year-long honeymoon around the world. And that was the time that I actually started um, got to got serious with uh, travel blogging. And I also, I've, I've heard like, hey, everybody's getting so much traffic with Pinterest. Really? Pinterest is not just for fun, you know? And I was like, I have to try this as well. I was uh, ultimately surprised because in a couple of months, I started to get a lot of traffic from the platform and I enjoyed it. It wasn't as exhausting as social media. And soon colleagues started to ask me, hey, can you help me with Pinterest too? Can you do audit? Could you help me get some traffic? And since I always liked helping people, I realized that I really enjoyed doing this. And I said, okay, this could be my side hustle. I mean, it's, it's great. I love it. And as you know, then 2020 happened and the travel industry, uh, well, didn't go so well anymore. And I said, what about if I would go full time into this? What about if I wouldn't only, you know, help friends? And this was last spring and I took a course because I knew Pinterest. I knew how it works. I knew how to get results, but I didn't know the aspect of how to get clients, how to market yourself, uh, how to put pricing on your packages so yeah, I took a Pinterest VA course and that's how I got into business. And it actually became my main business a year ago. Can I just go back to the honeymoon around the world? That is oh. so awesome. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, I love traveling. In my ideal world, I would be traveling like for 10 more years. But I think my husband loves our country a bit more than I, than I do. I probably, I mean, he likes to settle down. But uh, yeah, uh, it was like an amazing year. We went all around the Central America and bought a van in South America, traveled around there, and then we moved to New Zealand. And the last month, we actually spent like the real honeymoon. Uh, we went to one of my favorite places in the world, Bali. It was like amazing, <laughs> as it sounds. Oh, that sounds incredible, especially right now when nobody's been able to travel. <laughs> so lucky. I mean, that we were. We did this in 2019 when it was still possible. That is amazing. And the best part is like, if you were ever to do that again, and because you love traveling, being a Pinterest manager is probably the best service-based business for having the freedom to do it on your own schedule. And so that is a bonus if you love being a traveler or a digital nomad, like being a Pinterest manager you can really work your own hours, which is fantastic. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with that. If somebody is thinking about getting into Pinterest management and they want to be digital nomad, this is amazing. I cannot even call it a job. I mean, it's having fun playing on Pinterest. You can have your own schedule. And yeah, you can travel if it's not 2020, 2021. And this was also my ultimate goal because I, I've been in a corporate world before. And when I, when I came back from traveling, I could go back to my old job, but I just wanted this freedom and my own time. And I said, okay, let's do it. Did you have any hesitations about fear of failure when you first made that decision? Or was it you really were set in deciding that? I think I was actually really decided that I'm going to make it. Because uh, I think it was a bit easier for me because I've, I haven't been in my job for, for a year because I've been traveling and I wanted to continue to have this freedom. So I was like, okay, 
I have to make it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go back to work. You know, somebody's got to pay bills as well. And yeah, I think this determination that I'm going to make it was actually the main thing that helped me to actually manage the Pinterest management to become a full-time job. So you got a taste of the freedom for that year traveling and then knew in your heart that you definitely did not want to go back to corporate. (laughs) And I hope it's going to stay like that. I mean, I'm not like 100% against it. You know, you never know where the road is going to take you. But for now, I'm really enjoying the path I'm on. What would you say to somebody who is listening and is confused about using Pinterest for business? Like what are the first things you would tell somebody to do if they're just starting, like don't have an account or they've only been using it for personal? That's something that I've discovered a lot of people asking on Clubhouse in Pinterest Clubhouse rooms. So I'm curious what your advice would be for somebody in that position if they asked you. If they're just starting out with Pinterest, I think, I mean, that's, there's a lot of free resources online on YouTube or on Pinterest about Pinterest. And they can start by reading how to set it up. Or I actually also have a blog with tips, you know, and I think you do, you have as well, you know. So there are like a lot of useful resources out there that somebody who is just starting out can help with them. I actually as well have a setup uh, guide and workbook that helps you to set up your Pinterest account like step by step because when you're building a house you need to have a foundation and it's same is with Pinterest you know an optimized Pinterest account is a great foundation for further growth and it's essential part of any good Pinterest strategy after reading all those resources and helping uh, yourself with with guides and workbooks, they would still feel uh, like confused and overwhelmed. Then we are here, right? We do this every day and we are happy to help them. We're going to link your Pinterest setup guide and workbook freebie in the show notes. So definitely grab that if you are struggling with Pinterest and setting up the foundation. That's how I describe it too, is The first step is the account optimization and building that foundation so that when you are pinning your content, the algorithm better knows what it is based on how you set up and optimized your foundation, your account. So I love that you use that word too. Definitely. Who do you typically work for with Pinterest management clients? Is it bloggers or is there one specific niche that you really love to work with? No, there isn't one specific niche because I think I'm really multi-passionate. I have so many interests. I believe that passion in life for anything is like is everything. So I like to work with clients who are uh, in niches that I'm personally interested in, that I'm passionate about. And these are like bloggers from food bloggers because I love to eat and I love good food. Uh, outdoor travel, you, you know, creatives, other, I mean, and other creatives, not just bloggers, like graphic designers, copywriters, anybody who is in teaching, for example, I realize that I'm also interested in those. And I realized that I actually don't want to limit myself because it happened at the beginning of my Pinterest management journey. I got a client who was actually a TPT teacher and a tip, she had a TPT store and I didn't know much about TPT then. Uh, this is teacher per teachers. If somebody doesn't know this um, this word, when I started working with her account, I realized that I really enjoy it. I mean, even though I didn't know much about it, so I actually don't mm-hmm. want to limit myself because I'm learning so many things and I'm discovering new things that I'm interested in. So I think this is great. 
And I definitely am in the same boat, like not niching down too much where you're putting yourself in a box and limiting your clients is a great idea. One of my favorite clients was a pet blogger. And that's just because I love animals and designing those pins was the best part of my week. I loved designing pins with animals on them and finding cute dog stock photos to use. Like that was a client that I wouldn't have even thought to go after and would be a great person to work with, but that came out of nowhere. And then a couple of my first big clients were personal finance bloggers. That was really interesting to me because I'm not a numbers person. I do not like math. So I learned a lot from their content and it was actually really interesting to work with them and learn more about budgeting and managing money. And like, I was actively reading their content and learning along with managing their Pinterest account. So I love that you're open to a variety of industries. Exactly. Now I remember that actually, I forgot to mention my probably top three favorite niches. And these are actually wedding photographers, pet bloggers, or or pet industry, like you mentioned, and yoga, because I'm like a huge yoga fan. But On the other hand, I also work with one account in personal finance niche. And I realized, like you, that it's helping me so much because I enjoy reading the blogs. The blog is helping me in my finances, which is amazing. It's funny how that works out. I've had a couple of clients that were mom bloggers, and I'm not a mom. So I felt like this is not a industry that I would actively target to get clients But it was really fun because they had so much content to work with. And those are the kind of clients that I really love. Like if they have a lot of blog posts and a lot of really great content, it makes our job as a Pinterest manager so much easier and so much more fun. It makes it amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love anyone who has a lot of content. Do you feel like, because a lot of people ask this too, if Pinterest will work for their business and... I always say that Pinterest will work for any business because the audience base is so huge. I have a client who has a boat blog and I was thinking like, okay, there's not going to be a huge market for this on Pinterest. It's a very niche topic, but we've really tapped into and filled a gap on Pinterest and their results have been incredible. So I always say that Pinterest is great for anyone, any business. My only thing is that you really need to have content to put out there. Like I've had a client that only had five products and one blog post and the account got very stagnant very quickly because there wasn't a lot for me to work with. Do you feel the same way that Pinterest is beneficial for almost any business? I would agree with you. I mean, okay, there may be a few really specific, really local businesses that it's really good to perform a keyword research before on Pinterest and see if, okay, if really nobody's hanging on on Pinterest for this niche, then maybe they should head for another platform. But for the majority of businesses, Pinterest is great. If, as you mentioned, you have content and you are willing to produce content, especially since 2021, Pinterest is favorizing the fresh content, not only the new uh, new blog posts, new products, also new pins, fresh pins, new designs. So if we don't have much to work with, then it's a tad bit difficult to grow such account. But otherwise, Pinterest is great for bloggers or for e-commerce businesses. Definitely agree with that. 
So one question I would love to get your take on too is about pin design, because a lot of people get overwhelmed with having to create all this fresh content and pin designs to put out to get success on Pinterest. And I'd love to get your take on the different kinds of pins, static pins, video pins, story pins. There's so many different ways to put content out there now. So I'd love to get your take on the different types of pins and maybe testing or how to figure out what's going to work best for each person who's listening. Now, when we have so many options to test different pin formats, Pinterest wants us to use them and we should go for it because that's a benefit, especially if you have access to story pins, which are hot right now on Pinterest. Unfortunately, not in all of the countries are available right now. This is something that it's I would definitely recommend trying and also along with the video pins. And for example, if you have a blog post or a product, you could go and create uh, different formats like carousel pin, static pin, video and story pin if possible for your account. And then you put them to the platform in some time intervals. You, you can uh, see in an analytics what is, what is performing the best. And maybe if s- several designs are performing better, then you can go and create more pins that will have similar design. So it's in analytics is important in Pinterest as well. Watching your analytics and testing is so key, especially if you're just starting out. I always explain to clients, some clients will come to me that are really stuck on everything has to be on brand in terms of their designs and what's on brand may not be the best for Pinterest and getting click-throughs. Have you ever experienced that with a client as well? Not really, actually, because all of my clients were open to testing different designs. And when we went with the branded pin design that were really on brand and also with a little bit of different, the designs that are actually performing well on Pinterest already, they realized that it's good to follow the trends because then the pins will get more click throughs. I always tell clients when they say something like that, I'm like, it's not a feed like Instagram, where you have to be cohesive. It's a visual search engine. We have to be testing different colors and styles. Like we want brand awareness, which is why on each pin design, we put your URL or your logo, but it doesn't have to be a hundred percent on brand um, because we're really after results. And if designs that are on brand aren't really going to get you those results, they have to be open to testing various things. I agree. As opposed to social media, especially Instagram, when I think brand awareness is the biggest thing, the main goal in, for Pinterest is are new leads and traffic. So yeah, and you have to be open to new things. So I know you are a fellow introvert, so I'd love to get your take on what has been your biggest struggle building your business or finding clients as an introvert? I think <laughs> that's a funny one. I guess marketing on the whole, I'm confident in um, in my work, in my abilities of Pinterest management. But when it comes to market yourself as an introvert, that's really difficult in a world full of extroverts. Engaging all the time, especially on social media, can be overwhelming. And just and com- comparing yourself to others, especially extroverts, this can be stressing me out a lot. 
So I guess this is the most difficult part of whole business I do. And what marketing methods are you currently using in your business right now? Currently, I'm using email marketing, also social media, but not. I'm not using the live videos or Facebook lives. And uh, even though I'm managing so many Pinterest accounts, I didn't have time to manage my own and to use it as a marketing method, which is actually together with blogging, my favorite marketing method. But this is about to change now. And I'm going to focus more on my account and growing my website and my business with the help of Pinterest and blogging as well, because these are actually my two favorite platforms for introverts. It's funny you say that because I was the same way. Like when I was a solopreneur and I think at my max as a solopreneur, I had like 16 clients, strictly Pinterest clients. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, my account has been sitting stagnant for months because I just didn't have time to work on it. And then once I got a team and was able to alleviate some of that pressure, I was able to really focus on it again. Because I do feel like some clients, they look at your account as an example, which I know as a service provider isn't usually accurate. Like I've seen absolutely amazing Instagram managers who are so busy, they just don't have the time to manage and run their own account. So (laughs) I feel like clients hiring, like that shouldn't be a true factor, but I love that you're getting back into using it for your own business and your blogging. So that will be even more beneficial for getting your content out there. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. But yeah, I agree regarding many clients. I think they look at your Instagram or Pinterest account and it's like, sometimes it can be tricky to explain that this is not a real presentation of your capabilities because you simply don't have time to, to work on it. But yeah. <laughs> Maybe now this is this is going to be a little push to, to work on our own accounts a little bit more. Yeah, always a good idea, especially because you know the power of Pinterest. Exactly. <laughs> tapping into it for, for your own business again. You know how to use it. You know how to get results. So that is exciting. I'd love to ask you, at what point in your business did you feel successful? Was it something that happened pretty quickly for you or was it a longer process to where you're at the point like, yes, this is happening. This is going to be a full-time job for me and I can do this. I think I'm still in the process. I think I got it from my parents. I'm pretty much a perfectionist. And in the beginning, when I decided that I'm going to go to Pinterest management full-time, I set myself one bigger goal that I still haven't reached. I think when I'm going to be there, I'm going to say to myself, like, fully, I'm successful. But I think along the way, along the road, there were these little wins, these little goals that I reached that every time I was able to say to myself, you know, hey, that's a success, you know. So this was when I got my first client or when I was almost fully booked. That This was also the moment that I said to myself, oh, come on, this you did it, you know, you're doing great. Also... When I first got hired as a subcontractor, this was also like a win for me because, you know, others acknowledge my my knowledge about Pinterest management. So I was really proud of myself in that moment. And yeah, I think it's all these little wins that add up and, you know, you can say to yourself, okay, yeah, I'm actually, I'm successful, but I still have a, a long way to go. 
I love that you feel like you're still in that process, but you're able to celebrate the little wins, which no matter where your goal is or how big your goal is, celebrating those little wins is so important for keeping momentum going. You don't have to share your goal, but I'm curious, was that goal that you set, was it a monetary goal or was it another goal like number of clients? Actually, I think there are two goals set in one. Together, it's a monetary goal with the number of hours worked per week because this was my, perhaps this was the main goal is to not to work too much and have a balance, work-life balance, like good and enjoy life because we only have one, right, in the end. That is so important. I've definitely struggled with that. I call myself a workaholic, (laughs) especially right now when there's not much else to do. It's hard not to, especially with Pinterest, because like you said, it's, it doesn't even feel like work. It's so much fun. I feel like it's important to recheck with yourself. Are you working too many hours? Is this too much? Because it is work, even though it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. In the end it is. Yeah. You're sitting behind the computer and when it's the evening, you go back and, you, and you're again sitting behind the computer trying to learn new things. And then you realize in the end of the day that you were sitting in front of the computer for 12 hours, which is not really amazing work-life balance. <laughs> no, and not good for your physical health either. <laughs> no. So yeah, I'm working on that. And also, I still love blogging. This is still my hobby. And I'm going to admit it for the past couple of months, I didn't even touch my travel blog, even though nobody's traveling right now, but I didn't care. It's more of like a hobby. So what would you tell someone who is in the beginning stages of their business, whether they're wanting to be a Pinterest manager or other service provider, or if they're starting a blog as a business owner, just anyone in general that's starting some kind of entrepreneur journey, what is the top advice you wish you had when you first started? If I look back now, probably my top advice would be to invest. Even though we usually don't have money at the beginning, maybe we have saved something or maybe we haven't. For example, when I came back from the one-year travel, I was broke. But then when you're starting a business, you have to understand that this is different than a hobby. So you have to invest in something, either in a course, uh, in software, down the road, perhaps to outsource something that you're not the best in, or if it's taking too much of your time. Until now, I can say that every investment that I've made have been like super beneficial for, for my journey. And I think this is probably one of the best advice I could give to somebody who is new. And then the second thing is to just start. You'll never learn everything. You're never going to be perfect. There will always be something else to learn. There will always be some other course. There will always be something else that you should tag before you you consider yourself ready. But you're never going to be ready. So it's best to start and also learn along the way. And, of course, this is the most difficult one, I guess, for introverts or for anybody not to compare yourself to others. Because... You may have started the, your journey like the same time as somebody else and they are they are perhaps earning more money than you. They have more clients than you, but this doesn't matter. You should always focus on you, on your growth and on your business. And this is how you're going to make it. I love all three of those are amazing and incredible advice. And I love the one about investing in yourself too, because... Every investment you make in yourself, it might not feel like it right away, but you will get a return on that investment. You will learn lessons from that investment. 
And it's a great way of really telling yourself that you are worth this investment and that you are going to be successful. Even a massage, even this is investing, that will be be beneficial for, for our mental health. Yes, definitely. Especially if you're working long hours at the start of your business and don't have a great work-life balance at the beginning, because I mean, let's face it, at the beginning, you're probably really excited about it and you're putting your hands in every piece or everything that everyone is telling you to do. So it can be a lot. So yeah, getting a massage is an investment at that point too. And I love the second point about just putting yourself out there. And I feel like that was really a tip for you at the start, maybe, because you said you were a perfectionist. I guess the biggest, uh, but the biggest leap for me was when I, when I invested in that uh, Pinterest course, and I knew that if I want to get back the investment, I just have to start, even though everything wasn't perfect. I didn't have my website yet. I just had a PDF with my services. I didn't know everything about client management. The only thing I was confident about was my knowledge about Pinterest. And I said, okay, I mean, that's the main thing. I will figure everything else on along the way. What is that? I think it's Marie Forleo has a quote about everything is figureoutable, which I just got in my head when you were saying that. It's like, you don't need everything in place to start and launch. You don't need to have a website. You don't need to have an amazing social media presence. You just have to have the drive, the skills, and your packages ready to go that you can present to clients. Once you get a client, then you can go back and maybe work on a website if that's something that you want to do or focus on your marketing. But right off the bat, like there's so many pieces that you can get so overwhelmed with launching that every piece has to be perfect and it'll just hold you back from putting yourself out there. Well, this has been so much fun. I am excited to have you on here because you are one of the best members of the Introvertpreneur Club. And (laughs) (laughs) I have been enjoying connecting with you through the club and working with you and chatting about Pinterest because it's something that I could talk about forever as well. And I really love pushing Pinterest as a marketing method for introverts. So I was really excited to have you as a guest today to share more of your tips and how to make Pinterest work for everyone, basically. Thank you, Tara. I also enjoyed this conversation really much. I I could also talk about Pinterest probably for too long. Uh, I mean, my family doesn't want to listen about Pinterest anymore. And yeah, I'm I'm so also so happy that I joined um, your uh, Introvertpreneur Club last year because this has been a real game changer for me. I found a community where I can be myself, somebody who is supporting me. I mean, it's amazing. I learned so much. All of your freebies inside the community were great so that I was able to start some things faster. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for everything. Yeah, and I've loved watching your journey and business rebranding and everything over the past like year. It's been phenomenal to see you grow and I'm so excited for you. So I'd love for you to share um, before we go where everyone can find you online. Yeah, you can find me at my website at www.sandrasmedia.com and also on social media on Instagram or Facebook as Sandrasmedia. And we will have all of those links below in the show notes as well, as well as your freebie getting started guide. So for anyone who 
is just diving into Pinterest. If this episode has inspired you to take that leap and really dive in and dig into Pinterest as a marketing method for your business, download Sandra's guide. It will definitely help you get started and build that foundation. Yeah. And if you have any questions about Pinterest or you feel overwhelmed or anything, just write me a message, email, DM, and I'm happy to help you. Thank you so much for being here, Sandra. It's been fun chatting with you. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.